Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Cousins, one-timer, rebound, score! Former Hurricane Jeff Skinner ties the game at one. Peyton Krebs, he's going to walk out. Peyton Krebs, power scores! There's no power outage in Buffalo now. This place is juiced. Middlestad holds it, scores! Casey goes to bat and he hits it out of the park and the Sabres get the first in the shootout. Natchez with speed, Lukanen crouched down. Saved by Lucanen and the Sabres win it in the shootout. We're going streaking! You're listening to Jeremy and Joe on the home of the Sabres. WGR Sports Radio 550. Are they going streaking? That is the first win streak of the season. They've struck. They've streaking. Uh, they've now, you can say they've finally, uh, they've finally done that, yeah. They've won three in a row. Against the referee's best wishes, it felt like at the end of that game. Yeah, Jeez. you didn't like the uh, the Darlene uh, penalty. I didn't like the Darlene penalty. Um, there was something else in there that I didn't like too. That I was looking and getting tripped by looking and getting that that yeah. whole sequence. Yep. The whole sequence, and then something that, I forget what happened when they came down in that sequence. But yeah, yeah, it was not a it wasn't fun. Well, good morning. It's uh, Jeremy and Joe. Jeremy is off today. He'll be back in tomorrow. And Nate Geary is in, of course, for the next couple of hours. We'll have Sal at the Combine live coming up at 8 a.m. Paul along the way uh, a little bit as well as we'll uh, recap some of what happened for the Sabres yesterday. It's going to be warm this week. Well, what, there's one day it's not going to be. If you look at the forecast ahead, it's 50, 56, 55. And then if you... Skip to the weekend, it's 50, 62, 62, and yes, I skipped over that 30 right in the middle, that I high wish, 30. I wish that I had the schedule to play golf this week, but I'll be in Florida next week, so. So you shouldn't be complaining I'm, I'm not place. complaining. I'm going to get to run outside, though, so that's. You are. I've been walking the dog, like, three miles, like, at a time, because it's just, like, I'm going to, the sun is out. I don't even care that it's been this cold as it's been. Did I, did I tell you I signed up for the half marathon? No. We haven't spoken? No, you're year. doing a half marathon? Yeah. Both awesome. Have, have you done have. one before? I have never run a 5K. Okay. This is new territory for me. I got to doing a fi- uh, half marathon on a treadmill, but hmm. never like, it's diff- diff- treadmill's different. Yeah. That, but actually, lot, but I, honestly, though, I feel like treadmill would be harder. Uh, I don't think so, because you don't get the elevation changes. No, you don't get the different, you know, f- 
you know, you're you're running in place for 13 miles. Yeah. Oh, you're saying like it would be more yeah, like boring. Mentally, yeah. Yeah. Mentally no. It'd be more difficult. <laughs> Uh yeah, you get used to it, I guess. When you start, when you're building up to it, but I've never, I've never had a problem with that. Just the you got the TV screens in front of you. You've got yeah. I can't listen to podcasts while I'm running. It's got to be music. It has to be music. Yeah, because like I guess the podcast would keep you more interested, but you gotta you gotta have that little extra little extra boost. I think while you're doing it. Well, cool. How long do you uh, have to until this? May twentieth, labor uh, memor- memorial labor memorial. Memorial Day. I always forget Memorial which one's first. And how Memorial ready? Day. How ready are you? Uh, not particularly. Like you need to do a lot of. I'm still. I'm on a plan. So okay. this week is my final week of one and a half miles. Yep. Every other day, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna be bumping up to 1.8, and then two, and then four, and you know, so on and so forth. And eventually, you can just, next time you're uh, in here, you could just run in. Was that 11 miles? Perfect. Uh, is it 11? Probably right around. Like yeah, half marathon so from your place to here. The training uh, does not have me running a full half marathon before the half marathon, which I'm okay. going to trust it. So when that I, would be the first time you're actually running that amount, which is what? What is it against? Like 13.1. 11, or 13.1. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. this weekend, you got a shot. 60s and sunny this weekend. So the weather will be pretty nice this week. The Sabres are on a win streak. Three in a row. For the first time it took till February 25th. They win in a shootout last night over Carolina, and you talked about the officiating. They, they, deserve to, they deserve to win that hockey game. They I, did. Not just the officiating. I thought they played great beginning to end against, against Carolina, who's a great team. It's so disheartening, though, when you look and go, all right, first win streak of the season. How far back are they? And they've, 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 lost, they've lost ground, if you can believe it. They've somehow lost ground. The somehow is... That all the teams that are in those spots that are way ahead of you have also been on win streaks. The the Lightning, for instance, have won back to back games. Although that might be the team to catch right now, they're in last uh, of the, of the playoff teams. You've got Detroit, who's on a five game heater. Patrick Kane last night wins in overtime in Chicago, and you've got Toronto on a seven game win streak. They were in a wild card spot for a lot of the season. So, despite the fact that the Sabres are on a three-game win streak, they've lost ground. Now, yeah. they've got some tough games coming up. They're, this is the Florida trip. Their schedule's tough. I, it's tough. Remember what happened to the Florida trip last year? Vibes. Vibes. Vibes happened. The Labushkin yeah. goal. Yeah. And Craig Anderson with a 50-save <laughs> performance as they beat the Florida when Panthers. When you say that, I, it's insane to believe or to even acknowledge that that was in 2023. That was like a, It was like less than one year ago? Yeah. Yeah. 50 saves from <coughs> Craig Anderson was one year ago. Let me let me ask you this. They are they are 11 points out. Mm-hmm. They're 11 points out, we gonna do you this? know. We gonna we, do this? The, the new the new by the way in the hunt that we had for the Bills drought. It was the tagline uh that represented the whole Bills drought was in the hunt. For the Sabres it might be games in hand. But games in hand is kind of, you know, the the theme of the last 10 years. They have two games in hand on Tampa. They do. And they have a game to play head-to-head coming up on Thursday against Tampa. There's six games before the trade deadline. How close would they have to be I, to think about to think about adding anything? I think regardless they should add something. I think they should, they should act as though they're in a playoff race. 
because I, I listened to our, maybe it was last week I was listening to Paul talk about this PM and I couldn't agree more with Paul is my concern is they don't make a move at the trade deadline. They get themselves, they let's say they miss the playoffs by five points. They are going to convince themselves to run it exactly back with this exact roster with a, with a, with essentially the same offseason, a Connor Clifton move. And that's and we've got guys in the pipeline. We're going to bring up blah 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 blah. Like that's my concern is they mm-hmm. should act as though they are in a playoff race and act accordingly and make a move, make a swing move. I don't know if a swing move is even available to them, but they should explore it and they should be they should be aggressive and they should make it known they want it. Like if. I, to me, as a fan right now, mm-hmm. the vibes yep. are, are teetering towards I'm getting more interested. This is a really big trip. You talked about having two games in hand with, with Tampa. If they can, I think over the next three, what is it, Tampa, Florida, Las Vegas? Yes. That's the next Vegas three? Vegas returns uh, what's, comes here. What's the, is it three points? If they could pull three, four points would be electric. You're getting four points closer? Is that what you're I, saying? No, I'm saying four points four out of the next six. Out of the six. If you get three, I'd feel good. If you get four, that'd be electric. I don't think you're really making up any ground. I don't think you that, are though. either, but you make me feel better. And then think about yeah. what your last ten are then. Your ten look nice, but how do you feel about their actual chances getting in? It still would be like, you know, you look around and see, well, they're 1% and they need to go 22-3 and three but the does, rest of the way. Does getting better right now have to be contingent on whether or not they make the playoffs? I guess I, I did think about this yesterday, like as the game was going on, like, okay, I know they're probably not going to make the playoffs, and there were other years where I'd almost be annoyed at them yes. for getting out of like a good draft position for like when Ron Ralston went uh Ron Ralston had like a winning record in his final month of a season when they were about to pick like in the top three and then ended up not picking there because they just had to win a bunch of meaningless games in April. Um so I, I thought about that last night and thought, I don't really, you know, this team especially because the core is in place and we kind of know who's under contract and what the team's going to look like for the most part, the, the, the centerpieces of it, that, yeah, no, I, I want to see them look good at the end here, even if it's futile, even if there is not really a realistic chance they'll make it. They just have to, a top 10 pick right now. And that's, it's tough to... Yeah, I mean, but what? But it, but I'd re- I I think I'd take I think would everyone say this I would take them falling if you will yes. to the twelfth thirteenth fourteenth pick Me too. if it's entering the off season with okay they started to figure some things out at the end of the year they beat some good teams I mean that game again last night I'll pull up some of the, the numbers on it but it felt like they outplayed Carolina for a lot of the game and Carolina has been a great hockey team for for years I mean Sabres fans want their coach. Right next year in Rod Brindamore. Yeah. So, I don't know though. Like, g- do something no matter what. What? What does that mean? Like, go get a rental? Uh, no, no. Because those I, are usually the guys that get moved. I think right now, if you're Kevin Adams, you have to feel like with having a top ten pick right now, that there's value across the league, especially to the teams below you, to swing that and maybe another prospect, first in a prospect. You're going to trade a first and a prospect. You're going to make, but that 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 is. I'd move Savoy right now. Would you move Savoy and a prospect or Savoy and a first? I would for I don't know. I mean, would it, would somebody be available in New Jersey? I don't know where they are. Like yep. like they're not as good as they were last year, but they're still not terrible. Yeah. 
they're four, five, and one in their last ten. This is the trade that I want to see them do. Also, I I don't I like the idea of Savoy and the first round pick. I really do wonder if we are within two weeks of a middle stat trade, though. I I don't know what the timing is on that, but every time I look at how the team could be constructed going forward and how the lines could shake up going forward, here is this Peyton Krebs, Zach Benson, J.J. Paterka line. Yeah. Looking unbelievable for, like, the third game in a row. Yep. And, oh, who could... Who could have saw that coming, by the way? That Anyone. Peyton Krebs yeah. <laughs> playing with anybody with any offensive talent at all right. could actually oh, live up to some of the expectations, some of the potential that he had when you he mean was being the a Golden fighter Knights wasn't the, wasn't, the, wasn't the role for him? Right. Holy cow. We, I mean, we loved him for it, right? And, like, and that loved, he beca- embraced that. But. Right, and I was going to say, like, loved him for embracing it, but, like, I, it's been past time for them to give him an opportunity, and he's getting it. And what you're saying is, is a move on, a move, moving away from Middlestat could even elevate that opportunity more. I, I, when I saw last week or uh, two weeks ago, there was a rumor out there, maybe it was Friedman, that had just said that the Flyers really liked Krebs. That they had been watching him, and at the same time, there was Jeff Merrick of Sportsnet, who was connecting the Sabres and Scott Lawton, who's like a fourth-line veteran guy that's had a horrible season in Philadelphia. He's he's the guy right now that's the subject of articles in Philly of, why is he in the lineup, and the only reason is because he wears a letter and because he's a veteran in the locker room. Does anybody want another guy like that? Doesn't it already feel like the Sabres have had too many guys like that that are on the ice in important situations or just too much because what they mean in the locker room or what they mean because they wear a letter. So I remember seeing that, and the reason I didn't like it was I just never felt I, I would have felt I would have felt icky about moving on from Krebs, not ever really getting to see what he can be. Yeah. Because I don't really think you get to see what he can be if you're putting him with Zemgis Gergensen and Kyle Poso, the two players he has by far played the most with since he's been a Buffalo Sabre. And here's only a few games. It's only a couple. And you've put, in, you've put him with two skilled players, very young. Benson's a rookie. Paterka's had a breakout season. And he looks awesome. He looks great. He looks fast. He, he He's a playmaker. He's never going to score you at 30 goals. You know, uh, uh, if Krebs were to hit his potential and max out at the prospect he was, you know, he's probably scoring 20 goals and putting up 40 assists. He's probably always going to have twice the amount of assists that he has goals. But see the play he made to Owen Power last night to tie it? Like, that's a a back-and-forth play that is vision, that is waiting for the right pass, and then when the pass needs to be made. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. He puts it in the in the perfect spot, right in Powers' wheelhouse to score. The only thing that I'll say against a Casey Middlestad trade is I actually like Dylan Cousins at wing. And I think if you trade Casey Middlestat, you're putting Cousins back at center. And I don't think that's the worst thing ever, but I do... The move to wing, where he played in the World Cup of Hockey two years ago, went next to... Uh, what was it? World uh, Championships. Well, yeah. World Championships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, right? Was at center and he was at wing. Yeah, yeah. And it looked... That was when... That was the offseason we were like, ooh, Dylan Cousins might be ready for a step in the NHL this upcoming season. It was almost like the same what we saw from J.J. Paterka mm-hmm. in the same situation last year where he was in the World Championships for Germany. He was the best player in the tournament, mm-hmm. and he rolled it over into momentum in the NHL season. Now look at J.J. Paterka. He's been maybe their second most consistent player, if not their second best player offensively. So yep. like, I, I like the... M- Don Granado has been frustrating at times this year with how he's paired the defensive the, the the defensive pairings, right? And Eric Johnson is not one of the best six players, but he's playing because he's a veteran. And Don Granado is not the only coach in the league, by the way, that we're, we're talking about in Philadelphia, right? Guys that are wearing letters, guys that. Yeah. Yep. Do Veterans I think a, that have status are, are going to be hard to pull out no matter who the coach is. Is Oposo and Eric Johnson the two best players to be playing in a lineup? Probably not. Oposo ha, can have nights, but at other times he's really like a yeah, like like an anchor. No, it's he. And, this is this is the end of his NHL career. Yeah, I mean, to my eyes, it is. It, the, the I, I speed agree. It's just not there. And so, like, I think about this. But if you could do Middlestat Savoy in a first and get yourself. But what are we talking here? Are I mean, we talking about defensive trade, player? That trade you just mentioned, like that is the one I spend the most That's time got juice. thinking about. That has juice. I spend more. Florida is the example of this. I listen to the Dan Lebitard show a lot, and they are based in Miami. They are all Florida Panther fans. Yeah, and they they do like a local hour thing where they talk about like their their local teams, and they talk about the Panthers a lot. And listening to Panther fans talk about their team right now, I mean, the jealousy from me is at an 11. It's at an 11. And why am I also jealous? Look what they did two years ago. Yep. Look at the, look at the Kachuk trade. I don't know how easy that is. I mean, I think I do know how easy that is. It's not that it's easy. Not. It's not. It's pretty difficult. That trade comes about once every five years in the NHL. Maybe, maybe I'm not you know remembering enough of them. But the trade where you give up multiple picks, including a first, you give up a great player, you give up a top prospect. I mean, when you say middle stat Savoy in a first, that is, juice. that is the dream yeah. trade. Because that that's my Florida Matthew Kachuk trade. When the Panthers did that, by the way, they traded. After, but that was off the heels of a President's Trophy campaign. Look at that. The, the different reality they already were living in than what has been happening here for 13 years. They won the President's Trophy, the best team in the regular season. Then they got to the postseason. And for, I think it was the second year in a row, they got bounced by the Tampa Bay Lightning in the playoffs. And they swallowed hard and said, all right, here's what we're going to do because we think we can be better and there's a star player out there that we can get our hands on. Let's trade... Our all-time leading <laughs> scorer in Jonathan Huberdeau, who was on the heels of a 
115-point season, you know, Middlestat would be a tough trade. Middlestat's like a 60, maybe 70-point guy at his best when I'm if I'm giving him a lot of credit. Florida decides we'll trade the 115-point guy, and we'll package some other stuff, and we'll go get Matthew Kachuk. I don't know who that name is. You know, I try to figure out, like, project who it could be. That's the trade to make. I That's one. more of an offseason trade. I have trade, one though. name. Well, how about, how about this? I, I technically have two names, but my question to you is, if you're doing that, middle stat's 25, right? Middle stat's 25, He's and, 25 in need of, and in need of a new contract. In need of a new contract, but still has one year of RFA protection? Uh, two years. Two, two years, years of RFA protection. Two years of RFA, yep. So, let me ask you this. In this trade... If the player is good enough, are you willing to trade for a guy that's going to be a UFA at the end of the year? Is that trade to you worth it if you get a guy like Jake Gensel? I'm glad you brought that up because that's kind of where I was headed next. That's where I was, you know, thinking about a- the original question of how many points out do they need to be to buy at the deadline? Generally, when I think buy at the deadline, I think rental. Or I think Me too, it doesn't generally. have to be rental, but guy that's contract is expiring at the end of the year because I still think I'm in it. And I think because of the risk that that would entail, like Jake Gensel, how close do they have to be to think about that? Or are you thinking you go trade for Jake Gensel and you immediately sign him? You'd have to. I'd what you would have to do in a trade like that is have almost not necessarily assurance, but at least the player and and his agent would have to say something along the lines of like, "We're willing to." talk a contract, but also right. they'd be willing to talk a contract because they know the Sabres would be probably willing to pay him more than other teams would. Which is the th- only thing I think they can really offer yes. right now. Is that yeah. they could... And what's what's his potential contract look like? I mean, he's going to be 30. He's going to be 30, but you, wanted- you know what's going to happen? I mean, Pierre-Luc Dubois was 28 and he signed an eight-year, and that contract mm-hmm. is terrible for them. Eight, yeah, that, eight, that it's eight by eight, that I think, right? Eight by eight? Or was it was it eight for ten? No, I think you had it right. I don't think it's ten million. I don't think it's. It was. Million. I think it was eight for eight, and it's not. Okay. That's a bad contract for that team moving forward. This team right now. This this is this is the juggling act that Kevin Adams has. Is I don't think they can take on a. It, they cannot afford a. Not that I, we're not talking about a Von Miller here, but I guess what my point is, they can't really afford a Von Miller contract because they can't afford to 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 sign a guy right now that turns into a bad contract in three years that they're stuck with for five years. And I don't mean this as a shot at Oposo because I do think he's been a really important piece at the end of his career here. But let's not mistake, that wasn't a good contract when they handed it out. I mean, that was GMTM panicking Mm -hmm. from not getting Stamkos, right? And do I think getting Jake Gensel at 9-5 is... Could be bad in three years? It could be. It could also be great. I mean, he's a great player. Mm-hmm. He's got 22 goals, 50-something points this year. Like, 52 points in 50 games, I think. Um, yeah. He would, to me, represent a real big shift for this franchise and getting a le- another legitimate player. Well, yeah, he's got 98 goals in the last three years. He's got 98 he goals would, in the last three years. And I, does middle stats avoid a first even get that done? Would it? Would, would yes. you have to? You think? Be- I think so too. Because think, because of the contract. Absolutely. Because of the contract. Yes, it's the contract. I think what you're what you're really talking about though is a trade where you're bidding against contenders. Yes, you are bidding against the teams that are headed for the playoffs. And I think I think it kind of look like a joke if you make that trade if you're not five points out, four Maybe. points out. They made. 
They traded for Wayne Simmons <laughs> three years ago <laughs> when they were like 13 points Dominic out Cahoon of the playoff well. spot. Dominic and Cahoon. Dominic Cahoon. And everybody looked looked at them and went, what are you doing? You but, think you think you're in this? But you're not in this. You're can, 13 points out, Wayne Simmons. What is that going to do? Can I tell you? And they though, by way, I think they only won one of their next six before the COVID shutdown. Obviously, a weird year, and obviously the COVID shutdown, whatever. But I also think I really need Kevin Adams not to care about how it looks. I need him to show signs that, and and I think part of last year, if I'm being honest. A move might have been the difference last year. It's one point. Last year, a, that's a real absolutely move true. Would could have been, probably should have been the difference. And I'm not here telling yep. you that if the Sabers found a way to go get Jake Ensel, that they would be, they'd put themselves in, in in a movement position where maybe they find a way to make the playoffs. But I'm not here to tell you that I don't think I need to care as long as if you can as long as you can turn that into it, it sucks that they don't have one year of roster control on it. if they could if that to me if he was a UFA in 2025 that's a move that I'm like you need to go make right now and what about this Joe i mean there will be a contingency of fans to say that's an awesome move you have a great player now you have you have a cornerstone player at 29 years old mm-hmm. how many people will say that should have been a defenseman i will say it probably should have been a defenseman can i they already have I think the the one thing about the roster build right now that I think kind of lends itself to a middle stat trade, uh, and and we're talking kind of about the deadline about for this because the deadline he's on these lists like he's on these trade bait lists he's not necessarily right at the top. Um, they have so many forwards on the way, and there's no room for them. There there's are no, a lot of forwards. There's no on the way. spots for them, and we I, I mean I've been shouting for the mountaintops for a year that. I need to. I want to see what Peyton Krebs looks like on a higher line, and there just hasn't really been wiggle room for him. I mean, even now, the only reason there's a spot available for him in not the top six, the top nine, is because Jack Quinn is injured. If everybody's healthy, Krebs doesn't even have a, an opportunity to play in roles like that. What What do we think Kulik's going to get? What do we think Savoy's going to get when he shows up? What do we think Oslin's going to get when he eventually shows up? What what kind of spots in the on the line I mean, in the lineup card are those so guys like, going to be into? JJ Paterka is probably going to be. Uh, this is what all I mean is there are four there are too many forwards as it is, and yeah, the defenseman swap or just a three for one trade like that's the deal I'm looking for. And those type of trades, I I don't think you're getting. I think you're waiting till the off season. I know we need to get to a break, but I I and this is something I think we should discuss on the other side, which is. I don't disagree that they need to find another piece on the defense. Here's my only issue with if you're if you're making a swing, if you're trading middle stat, if you're making a swing for a big player, and and what's this player that we're talking about? What what's a big name at, at defense that maybe you're talking about here? I don't I don't have the name. I mean, you're not we're not doing the chicken dance again, are we? Because uh, he's available, I guess. Hannafin? Are we doing the Hannafin dance? He will. N- Dude, Hannafin, Hannafin's buddies with with Jack. You think you think he's going to ask Jack, hey, what was it like to play in Buffalo? Yeah. And he's going to get a ringing endorsement? My, my point is, Maybe what, if know. you're talking about moving that kind of asset swap, where you're getting a legitimate defenseman, and we're probably talking a, a, at least a top two pair, if not someone to be on your top pair. Right now, you have almost $20 million wrapped up in two defensemen. Mm-hmm. You're talking about adding a defenseman that's at what minimum five million that you're probably gonna have to re-sign at close to seven to eight, right? So 
in terms of roster construction, that's a lot of assets into three defensemen without a lot of other defensemen in the system Mm -hmm. to backlog. So it's the only thing I'm thinking about is if you're going to make a swing for a big-time defender, you have a lot of salary cap wrapped up on the defense. Mm -hmm. They would all likely be young, under 26 years old, 25, and, I mean, Owen Powers is not even 20, 20 or whatever he is, but that's my only concern is you have a lot of money wrapped up in, in two young players, which isn't bad, but that makes... It' a little bit more interesting to me, and in at least the conversation. Eight hundred three hundred five fifty is the phone number. More on this on the other side. Breaking news: Peter King is retiring. Oh. Monday morning, quarterback, NBC oh. Sports, Sports Illustrated. Long, long, long time. I mean the the goat football columnist. Yes, that, I mean the most widely recognized. Well, I'm glad I got to interview him last year at uh, at training camp. Right, it like, makes right. me uh, makes me feel like I uh, I got something right at the end. That's, that's yeah. From the outside, it appears as though he's earned it. He's earned. Yeah, he uh, spent a lot of time. A lot of time. Eight hundred three hundred five fifty is the phone number. Jody Biasi, Nate Geary, Jeremy is off today, and we've got your phone calls. We've got Sal. We've got Paul, and we've got the combine too. I got a I got a good Gabe Davis slash combine question uh, geared up and ready for a little bit later on. Stay tuned. It's WGR. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.